Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Oh, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Christy. How Hi. are you doing? I'm doing great. No, I'm sure you know this song. Oh, don't quiz me on songs, Joey. Oh, that's what we're doing. You know I have a young mind. That's what we're doing <laughs> right off the, the top of the show. <laughs> you don't know Bill Weathers. Bill Withers, use me. Well, you got the name wrong first just now. Weathers, so. yeah. <laughs> so oh, you already oh, threw me oh, off. Bill Withers, use me. <laughs> And the idea is, it's what I was just telling you before we hopped on air. Yes. I have had an arrangement with an anonymous person. Yes, yeah, so let's please delve, delve into this. An anonymous person now. For, uh, essentially a girlfriend without taking responsibility for each other's lives. And we don't really go out in public. We just, you know, hang out and watch so you hook and, up. Yeah. And, you know, but we've, we've been cool. Like, we talk about, you know, other people that we're actually in love with, these sort sure. of things. Sure, okay. In my case, I haven't really actually been head over heels with somebody in quite some time. And by that, I mean, like, three years. It's good. <laughs> it's good not being. It's like, good not being that way. Okay. Yeah, the complete and other torture of being in love. I feel like you say that, though, until you find somebody that right. you're head over heels in well, love no, with. That's the way it works. Like, when somebody, and Friday, I believe, we're going to have... Fiance, Emily's fiance. Oh, Eric. Okay. He'll be sitting in that chair where you're sitting oh, right now. Brandon will be sitting in that chair over to my right. And Brandon keeps saying that why would anybody ever get married? Oh, gosh. It's a terrible business contract. And we've poked and pried and been like, who broke your heart? Was it a really? bad home life? You know, and then, you know, of course, fiance is now the fiance of mm-hmm. old lady Hayes and, mm-hmm. uh, they are so in love. And I do have to say, though, from the outside looking in, when I ever, whenever, long married couples, new people in love, and some are more crazy than others, but love does look a little nuts from the outside looking in. <laughs> there are so many different factors that, um, that factor into such a strong emotion. And you don't really... I, I think it's easy for people to talk about love like it's a very general, like obvious thing. And it's not the case at all. It's actually super, super complicated mm. and very difficult. Yes, it takes work. And you don't you don't get that, you don't understand well, that. And I forgot what? to say oh, this I forgot to say this last oh, night. Okay. And this is why I'm thinking about it so much. I'm sorry. I almost jumped out of my No, no, chair. it's okay. Tell me. My brother, Will. Right. He's three years younger than I am. Right. I'm going to give the whole backstory. Please do. He, he shows up from being out of town. He's a salesman now, or he's traveling a lot throughout the Southeast, driving. Mm-hmm. And he shows back up at the house. We're doing something stupid, like playing Pokemon or something. 
Yeah, we're grown children. I'm a man child. I admit okay. it. We, we I'm all a man this child with a friend with benefits. Yes. <laughs> like, I'd never want to grow up. Um, and so he, he comes in, he unloads his stuff. He says, Joey, come here. I come to my room. I've never heard that tone before. <laughs> and he walks over to his nightstand and he goes, Look at this. And it's. An engagement ring. Oh my gosh! Pretty legit ring too. The big diamond on well, top. I hope so. And, Goodness gracious! You know, two, three. There are two diamonds, little ones on the side on the band. I'm saying, nice. Have y'all talked about this? He's like, yeah, we've talked about it. Is that so? You know, that's what she likes. Yeah, yeah, that's the type of ring she wanted. Oh goodness, like, that's what? a whole another thing that I need to get into. Uh, and she and it like it took him a while to save. Obviously, this is why from the outside looking in, it's like you're spending how much money? <laughs> anyway, some people spend a ridiculous amount of money more than they need to, but right. that'll be another subject. Right, right, and we'll get into that. Sure, we will. Okay, but. So he shows me the ring, and I'm like, do you know when you're going to ask? And he goes, I don't know. I had to figure it out. And that's the last I talked to him. When, and when was that? How long ago was that? That was, I think, two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks. Okay, okay. So I can look at my text for the exact date, but I think it was over this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It is a group text showing Caroline, mm-hmm. my hopefully soon-to-be sister-in-law, wearing the ring. He visited her up in Saratoga Springs, New York. Oh. And they, it was, I think, right before sunset, and they're at some resort, and he popped the question, and she said yes. And it was a total surprise to her. Like, they had talked about getting married, but it was a complete and total surprise. Like, she thought it would be at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the best kind. We don't see it coming, of course. And so it's like, I'm so happy for them. But I'm also like, <laughs> he's so much more responsible than I am. Joey. He's so much. I get into this little pity party. Like, what's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> well, no. And a brilliant uh, young woman this morning. Uh, I talked to her for an hour. She went to high school with me, Cynthia. Okay. And she wanted to talk about, like, politics. And she wants to stay at home more because she has a few little kids. Mm-hmm. She wants to, you know, she's got this high-powered job. Okay. Like, very professional, years of schooling for it, very successful. And she's realizing, nah, I want to spend more time with the kids. And so on the side, one of the things I want to do is write about politics. She was, she was asking me about my view of politics. I essentially was waxing poetic about libertarianism and the personal being more important than your political party. And uh, much more eloquent than I just put it there. That was very eloquent just now. He kind of had me melting a little bit. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Now you, now you sound like my friend. The sarcasm is crazy. Um, what are you talking about? And I, uh, I'm listening to Cynthia. And going, Man, she's married with kids, too. And it's like this successful life. Now, again, it's the outside looking in. Sometimes I look in, and it seems crazy. Sometimes I look in and go... Oh, that looks nice. And I'm not, and I know I'm not doing justice to the whole situation. Well, the thing is, too, is that it's, I think it's super easy to look into that situation and think one thing about how everything is going. It looks perfect. It looks chaotic. And you never actually know what's going on there. Exactly. There is very, there is something uh, very real about a honeymoon stage in mm. a marriage as well. It's absolutely true. Um, you know, normally, I and I and I do think, 
I love Emily, and from what I from what I hear about Eric, and from what I've when I've met uh, him, what I've seen, yeah, what I've seen, he's a great, great, great guy. Um, I, you know, Dakota and I dated for three and a half years before we got engaged. Yeah, that's about been my brother with Caroline. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and there's definitely, I mean, and and six months of that was long distance, but there's definitely a honeymoon stage where everything is going perfect. You don't fight mm-hmm. about anything. It's all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and you you know you move in together things start to get a little more like serious you Mm -hmm. realize that the other you know they do stuff that kind of annoys you sometimes that's just you know I mean, that's just love. That's just living, you know, living with it at that point. But, uh, I mean, I'm just saying that the idea, when it comes to the idea of marriage, it's just just so different for everybody. You have no idea what's really going on on the inside of each marriage. So it's very hard to generalize. Right. Well, let's talk about the trappings we mentioned earlier. about that The stuff everybody sees, like the ring Mm -hmm. and how the wedding is actually done. Mm -hmm. I hate that I couldn't go to you and Dakota's wedding because it looked like it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. He probably didn't want me around. I know y'all invited me, but <laughs> I, I was still a human Eeyore. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is such a wonderful wedding, but it oh. looks like rain, at least on the inside. Oh, Joey. No, I was a, I was a grouch. I was a big grouch. And you I don't, don't want to ruin a wonderful day. By being no, you would grouch. not have done that. I mean, people still come up and, and talk to me about my wedding. But um, but so what was y'all, What did you, you seem like you had something to say about the ring and people want the perfect wedding. Yeah, I just think, okay, well, the wedding aside, I think the way women these days act when it comes to the ring mm. really kind of puts me in a I don't like it it puts me in a weird spot how so the reason being is first of all and I'm not saying everyone should be this way just a personal preference okay I told nobody what kind of ring I wanted I didn't have a style or a kind picked out in my head it mm. was just in my mind it, I wanted Dakota to get me whatever he wanted to get me because it would 100% fully come from him mm. And the only request I had at all was that it, it wasn't too big because I didn't want a big old gaudy, shiny, giant ring. I think that's dumb. <laughs> I think we could make that happen. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and it was great. You know, he, you know, he, and when he presented me with the engagement ring, I knew it was 100% from him and he went and picked it out and mm. he designed it. I think, I think women, you know, girls these days put, put so much emphasis on what the ring looks like. And it sounds like they, they worry more about what the, you know, the materialistic, uh, you know, what the ring looks like uh, than anything else. I'm like, see, see, and in my head, and this will matter depending on if I get married or like who it is. But in my head, I'm like, why do you need a big, expensive wedding. I'm probably going to be the type who goes and elopes. And I just show back <laughs> up and go, yep, married now. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. My brother wants to do the same thing. And it's just, it's it's a personal preference. I'm, I'm the only girl in my family. Mm. So for me to elope and not have a big giant wedding that my parents always dreamed of would like sh- get me shunned from the family. Mm. I mean, that, that was going to be a big affair whether or not I liked it. 
Well, yes, because and that's the only thing that keeps me from really taking the eloping idea seriously is I still have family mm-hmm. that cares a lot. And sure, they, they want to be a part of your you know special day. And again, before I make anyone mad or offend mm-hmm. anybody, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just a you know personal preference. Like I said, my brother wants to do the same thing. Destination weddings, I think, are great. It was just very. I mean, I got married at my parents' house, and okay. you know, and on our property, and it was it was very special. And I'll always. It'll always hold that place in my heart. Well, and I th- I'm looking forward to the bachelor party. Now, I have a feeling this engagement is going to be a long, like, You think engagement. it's like more than a year? Yeah, because they're both busy people. Okay. But and it's kind of like a, it's a stepping stone. It's like, this is clearly our intentions. Sure. But with medical school and him traveling. Sure. Time, no, like, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. But, he wants his bachelor party to be, I can't remember the name of the street, but the comedy store in Los Angeles. He wants oh. to go see a bunch of comedy. Okay. And I love that. I was about to say, that sounds right up your alley. Yeah, you would absolutely love that. I don't want to get him a stripper. I don't want to go through that. That's just weird. <laughs> that's like, that's very cliche. naked body. Yeah, it's cliche. And, and I will say, this is a funny story, and I'm only going to say it because my husband's actually listening. Yeah, what's up, Dakota? Um, they- <laughs> I remember, and it wasn't even Dakota's bachelor party. It was um, the very first bachelor party he went to. I just so happened to go to the coinciding bachelorette party. So we were both on, you know, these bachelor bachelorette parties on the same weekend. Same weekend, same place? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 not the same not place. same place. He was in New Orleans. I was in Nashville. Okay. But it was the same weekend, and it was the first time both of us had ever been on a bachelor bachelorette party. And I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I also didn't want to be that girlfriend. I was still the girlfriend at that point, okay. I think. Right. Yeah, I was. I didn't want to be that, that girlfriend that was like, don't go to any strip clubs. Sure. You know, no one wants to be that way. Come on. Right. And, Gotta be cool. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You Women know. listen to Christy. <laughs> You should take more advice from me. Yes. Um, Dakota says, hey, Joey. What's up? But uh, he came back. And I, you know, and, and I knew that group of guys that were going were, were super wild anyway. So I kind of knew that some stuff might go on. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily want to know about it. Right. But we all got back to the house that Sunday afterwards. And I was kind of telling him about my weekend. He was kind of telling me about his weekend. And then he mentioned the strip club. And I was like... And if you ever been to the strip club in New Orleans, like they're mm. nothing to crazy, they're nothing to be crazy about. Like, I've I've only been to one strip club ever, it, it, ever. Oh, okay. Now I did walk into one house party in Auburn when I was a sophomore. <laughs> okay, and there was just it's just a <laughs> random house, and I walk in, and I go, hey. That's a naked lady. And she's... How about it? If I have to, like, my immediate reaction is like, naked lady, yeah. <laughs> but then my other reaction is like, she doesn't work out much, no, does No, it, no. Doesn't it seem to always be the case? <laughs> and there are guys paying, like, 10 bucks for weird things. Oh, that's things. crazy. It was just... It was weird. That's crazy. Because when there's no expectation of naked people and that shows up, it's like, whoa, whoa, When it's random, it's weird. Yeah. Like, if it was a guy, he'd be arrested for being a flasher. (laughs) Like, it was just weird. But the one I went to in Atlanta was, uh, was... 2015 turning to 2016. It was New Year's Eve at the Cheetah. The Cheetah? Yeah. I've been to a place called Camelot in in Washington, D.C., and they, it was, that was an all-nude strip club. Oh, and wow. they were And they all looked really great. Yeah, and all these women <laughs> looked fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed myself, and the friend who took me there was like, get him a private room. Um, and then I looked at the bill and went, What? 
Oh, no. No! That'll, ooh, that, that bottle, that'll kill a mood real quick. That bottle of champagne is how much? <laughs> well, Dakota tells me they go to this strip club, and I'm like, okay. So I, I know to not ask questions, but I'm asking sure. questions anyway. And I was really kind of fine. I was already a little bit emotional. And then and then uh, he said that the one of the guys had paid for a private dance for him. And I was like... Oh, no. And I started getting emotional. And, and this is when the tears really started coming. Oh, I was no. like... What was she pretty? Oh no! Don't answer that question. <laughs> and I see, that's that's, a non, that's an unfair question. I remember laying on the couch and asking him that question, and he looked at me and he was like, "I mean, yeah, she was good looking." And I don't, I don't even know why. It was the dumbest question ever. And as soon as he answered it, I burst out into tears. Oh, no. The whole rest of the night, I was crying. I don't yeah. even know why. Like even telling the story now, I feel like an idiot. Oh, she was an ugly pockmarked witch, right. witch of the West stripper. <laughs> that's the type of stripper I like a private dance from. I don't know. Oh. I really, I don't know. But I, I don't want to do that for my brother. I love the idea. idea of like saving up the money, spending the money to go watch comedy mm-hmm. several nights in a row. That's absolutely, long. I feel like that that is a great bachelor party. Yeah, I love my opinion. this idea. And I've never been to the West Coast. You, you, know, you have like two different. You have the guys who do like the whole strip club and the stripper jumping out of the cake and everything, and then you have the guys that do like a deep sea fishing yeah. bachelor party. You I don't know? want to get seasick. Oh no, no, that's not. I've done deep sea fishing. Sometimes nope. I get sick. Sometimes I don't. But uh, it's not. It's fun, but it's not really like <laughs> the type of fun I want to have all the sure. time. Sure. Um, and you know, it, I like. I've gone. I've enjoyed like hunting and fishing when I've gone, but it's not like something I love and must do all the sure, time. Sure, I'm no, the guy absolutely. who listens to podcasts, who likes to drink or imbibe or intoxicate himself in some way, <laughs> get a little silly, talk about you know the world and solve all its problems, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think the reason I'm so worked up about all this is how I began this segment. It's that my two year thing with right. that friend with certain privileges. Sure. She, I think, caught the big fish she's actually Oh, no. And she probably will kill me for even talking about this, but I've not said anything that will identify who you are. Sure. So I'm going to keep it that way. But... And it's on the table. But it's made me go, oh, no, my outlet for not being desperate. It's been nice not being desperate for two years. And I think I'm a little spoiled... Sure. Uh, With a friends and benefits for two years. Heck yeah. That's, I think I'm a little spoiled. And so I am now like officially, I've always been single over the two years. There's never been any rules or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm now officially single and going, oh no. Hmm. So are uh, you trying to uh, remedy that? Yeah. At yeah. the moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some dates, but I, I got a big <laughs> move. Dates. I got a big move this upcoming week or two. Oh, well just... Focus on that and then yeah, worry about the dates. Focus on the move yeah, and get settled in the new home. And yeah, then I'll try to find a date. Uh, but it's so weird, the dating war. I don't like it. It is weird. I was actually, I was telling Joey before we went on, in college, I was on that Plenty of Fish oh, dating no. site, which is horrible, by the way. Uh, mainly, mostly because it's free. Yes. <laughs> yes, so you get a lot of... And I mean, and when I say I was on there, I was on there for like a couple of weeks. And it was... Um, Interesting to say the least. Almost a little dangerous, really. Mm. Kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't like. I've tried Tinder. Yeah, and I've I even never put, been on Tinder. I even put on my Tinder profile. I'm a real person. You can listen to my show, <laughs> six to seven p.m. on News Talk ninety three point one FM. Good promotion there, Joey. Exactly. Good plug. And like, no. If you really want to get to know me, don't sure. message me on the stupid app. Just listen to my show. I'm bearing my soul here. It's not like. 
like I'm not being anything different than I am. But here's my point. I also, you know, I playing the pity party, playing the pity card. Want to say oh, I feel so so used. <laughs> but this is why I played this song earlier, Christy. Oh, is it so all of this yes. came out of Bill Withers taught me Bill at a young Withers. age. And you don't know the song, you don't know the lyrics? You know what? I I cannot tell you I know the lyrics, no. Okay. Essentially this um his friends okay. sit him right down and they talk to me. Uh, they told me that I not let you just walk on me. Sure, they meant well, but when our talk was through, and it's, his brother does this to him, his friends do this to him, he says, I want to share the news that if it feels this good getting used, just keep on using me. It's <laughs> so sad. Just keep on using me. I get it now, Joey. Yeah. I get your life. Yeah. I understand. I like being used in the way I have been. <laughs> the last two years, it's been great. It's been fun. You know what the best part is? Is, you know, developing a serious relationship out of something that you meant to just be a hookup. True. True. Maybe that'll happen. Who Maybe knows what happen. the future holds? No but one knows, Joey. Nobody knows. Um, coming back, we'll keep talking. I kind of want to talk about the incredible story out of Thailand. Oh, it ended okay. up oh great. yes, yes, it did. It ended up good. And Absolutely. And we'll see whatever else comes to mind. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Christy alongside me tonight. That's me. Oh, this is my theme. When you love me, I can't get enough. Joey Clark. I, I, I want to spread the news that if it feels this good getting used, Oh, you just keep on using me until you use me up. about insecurities. I can't I share it. everything on air. I know, yeah. We would probably get tr- get in trouble sharing all that on air. Right, and and I'm not even talking about the FCC or Rick. No. I would get in trouble with... I gotta have somewhat of a personal life here. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I thought the same exact thing until I got sick a few weeks ago and had to go home during the Bama Country morning show because I just felt super nauseated the whole morning and oh. everyone here thought I was pregnant. So there's oh, that. I do hear there's baby going around. <sighs> no, but I, I thought about this um, from my conversation with my old high school friend, classmate, because she did, my Aunt Karen, for instance, was like vice president of Nabisco and Pepsi and okay. like was a very successful businesswoman. It kind of helped work jobs, put herself, she went to LSU. Really? Um, no wonder she's successful. Yeah, and she had this incredible career. Her husband was very successful, too, and they didn't get married till they were, like, 30-something, which, you know, I've, I have a few uncles and aunts who waited till like, mm-hmm. mid-early 30s, mid-30s, and the one question that does come up is kids. And my Aunt Karen, they had two. Uh, she made the decision that I don't want my kids to be raised by a nanny. And, mm-hmm. and okay. it wasn't just, like, the nanny thing. It was... 
I want to spend time with them as they're growing up. And like, my husband makes enough money. I've made enough money. I've proven myself in that world. Why am I doing this every, these 12-hour days? Sure, I respect that. In this high-power environment. Um, and it's a tough decision because for all the, the back and forth in politics about the wage, gender wage gap, um, one of the big reasons when you really look at the data, why women don't make as much as men on average, even for the same job, is because women become mothers and they decide, I don't want to work as much. So you're not working as many hours, you're not going to get paid as much. Sure, and I, I absolutely respect that. Um, the, the only time I have a problem with anything, and I just uh, from a personal story, actually, in college, I was dating this guy for a, few, um, a couple years when I first went to LSU, and I was obviously... Like, I met him at LSU. I was obviously going to school for something. Yeah. And uh, we had this whole serious conversation about how once we graduated, he wanted me, me to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, what do you think I'm going to school for? I'm literally in all your classes. <laughs> like, what do you think I'm paying to go to school for? You're an idiot. Well, but at least he was, <laughs> at least he was straightforward. Well, that he was the beginning, beginning of the end. Right, but because he could have strung you along <laughs> and, you know, uh, it... It's like I look at how some people sometimes go, all right, we've been doing this long enough. Well, let's get married. And that's... They just get married just because it should be the next step. It's the next, the step. next thing. Yeah. yeah, it's the next step. Why yeah. not? And I think that's how a lot of things uh, bad can happen. Um, sure. I agree with that. But also, I, I believe in waiting. Like... And now I've said two things that could get me in trouble. No, absolutely not. I believe in waiting for... Uh, there's a certain thing to be said about waiting for certain things to fall into place. I mean, I for sure knew that Dakota was not going to propose until we knew that he was getting into the grad school program at ASU hmm. for physical therapy. As soon, he applied the first time. He didn't get in. So um, we, he actually waited, you know, he had to wait a whole year to apply again. So as soon as he got in the second time, I knew that an engagement was probably coming pretty soon. Just yeah. as we had talked about it. And that was the, that was the thing, the huge thing we were waiting on to continue our lives. You had to, you had to wait for stuff to fall into place to see where mm-hmm. you're going to be yeah. and everything, you know? No, and it, it makes a lot of sense. That's a cool job. Physical therapy. Yeah, that's yeah. A really he cool loves job. it. He wants to work on athletes and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, I mean... I have to be honest, and if you're listening to Coda, I'll just be straight up, man. Especially when he had long hair, you could have, like, subbed in for Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Um, You'd be surprised how many people have uh, told him that. Yeah, well, it's because it's true. And so that's really cool that you can stay in the athletic world. Um, it's a cool job. Because I, I've had this big revelation that I sat up here for five years eating whatever I wanted to eat, not working out at all, uh, drinking a lot. And I felt like I, my body was falling apart. You felt like crap. Yeah, and my mind was going to hell along with it. And so since I've been actually taking care of my body, I'm like, oh, wow. I actually wake up immediately in the morning. I can think clearly. Oh, did we get a text back? <laughs> yeah, we did. He's like, Opera. he said, we tried to jump out of an airplane. It didn't work. Oh, no. That's how he's going to propose. We didn't get to do that. So. <laughs> It was kind of funny. It's kind of funny now. <laughs> but it's, it's um, I think, a problem in this world where you think the jocks and the people in athletics are, I mean, it takes, especially at the professional level, brilliance in order to pull that off efficiently. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of people in, like, the radio business or broadcast business, um, 
they they don't take care of their bodies. Though I'm sitting here thinking there's a bit You're of right. a double standard. Like when I look at Fox News, like Martha McCallum on the screen right now, right? She is pretty much the prototypical Fox News lady. Sure, yeah. Like got the the fake tan, exactly. She got the, the perfect very hair, perfect hair, the yep. white teeth, the magic Fox makeup department, <laughs> and then look at the guy she's talking right, to. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's got a lazy right eye. You know, he's okay. He's got the suit on. And that's where I do admit guys have it easy. Like to look good, wear a that's suit hilarious. and shave. Right, all right, just. <laughs> Right. Just look, Paul. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. No, it hit me, though. It's like there's, on election night last year in 2016, there's uh, Megyn Kelly, who mm -hmm. she claims was never told, oh, I'm so hot, until she started working at Fox with the magic makeup department. There she is. She's in great shape. Looks great. And next to her is, like, Carl Rove. I can't remember the other guy's name. But they're just, like, little fat full-grown babies you know what you're nah, you're right no you're absolutely right there's a lot of pressure on women to, i mean the fact of the matter is no one wants to watch an unattractive woman on tv talk about anything but what about her brilliant she, mind you know what i am not even disagreeing I, with i know your point it's yeah but true. i mean it, it, it's true though it's true it's uh, it's just kind of i mean that's why people you know kind of poke fun at people on the radio because yeah. you don't have to look any certain way you just right? Well, you don't. I came, there was, especially the human Eeyore phase, mm -hmm. where, and you might remember this, I was coming in with house slippers, sweatpants, and the same hoodie every day. <sighs> there are a few people here who, uh, who, who did that. Actually, if you remember, um, before I started coming in already dressed and ready for the day, I came in in my pajamas and sweatpants and a sweatshirt and a ball cap and did the morning show and then went home and showered and everything and came back. I don't know if you remember that. That's when I first I, started working I, here. I don't remember that. <laughs> but I, I, I put, um, and I've noticed too that when I meet listeners and I meet people for the first time who know I'm on the radio or know me from the Bama Country Morning Show, yeah. um, it's a big station. I it is a big station, and and apparently I don't look anything like anyone thinks, thinks I look. What have What have you gotten before? What have I've got? Well, as we all know, I love food. I love oh, sweets. Yeah. yeah, you do. So people have this preconceived notion that uh, that I'm little, overweight. I'm chubby. I'm a little heavyweight. A little yeah, over there. Yep. I've got and I, I've I've gotten that every time. I'm a little that they think I'm like a little heavy set redhead or a heavy set brunette. And I'll I'm tell you not. now, folks. Kirsty is not Zofty. She's not chubby. <laughs> Zofty, thank you. No, she she's fit. She does CrossFit. Actually, work out a lot. Right. And uh, so, I mean, and, but it makes me feel good. I kind of like, I kind of like wowing people in that sense. Yeah. I like putting a lot of you know work into my appearance and stuff. Yeah, and I've I've until this last year I didn't, but recently I'm like yeah. Joey looks great. Let's take some pride. Joey looks great. And essentially, you know, Christy, I just bring you on so you say that. <laughs> you know, Let's make just, over the entire radio I'm station. I'm now very single. <laughs> this married woman who is married to a hunk is saying, I look good. Are you hearing that? <laughs> I'm just, just social proof. Joey is ab is free and, and on the market. Mm -hmm. So anyone, and, and I can personally vouch how good Joey looks. No, I might look good, though, but I am also incredibly neurotic um at times unless i'm really motivated i can be a little lazy and, and no. i procrastinate that was the old joey no i still procrastinate i love to procrastinate Shoot. i get stuff done the second i hear about it no yeah 
for that reason because yeah. that would drive me crazy. See, I, I I put it off. I worry. I I wonder. Like, is my life good enough? Like, Stop. the neuroticism is strong, lady. So you're warned. You've been warned. And I'm not going to use this show just to you know. The land dates? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm not going to use that. I've had people tell me I should, but it doesn't really work I out. I bet it works, though. No, I mean, it you, doesn't. You never got, you've never gotten any dates from this radio show? No. Well, mm. one. Oh, oh one. okay. Well, it's still a success rate, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's one. I got one. But I met the person before the radio gig. Oh, I'm just okay. saying the most time when I say I'm in radio, people are like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. It doesn't have the same way. It's like, oh, so you podcast from your house? Like, no. no. People get so excited when I tell them on the radio. They think it's like the coolest thing ever. Well, by the way, people also thought I was a big fat guy. No, I, 84. I, th- I think people say that. I, th- I think people think that automatically. 84. He said, Joey, you, I thought you were a big fat guy. Like, no. That was back when I still had the baby face, like the Joey right, picture yeah. downstairs. Yes, 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 yes. And I still have a little bit of a baby face, but... Mm. Uh, you the know. beard really helped you. You know, 84, mm-hmm. I hope he's listening because yeah. he, he keeps telling me that I have abnormally long arms, <laughs> which I've never heard of in my entire life. No, do, do the wings. Yeah, so like the <laughs> yeah, you do have a, quite do the mean? reach. Yes. I mean, it's not like the mailman car Malone, but you have quite the Joey, reach. That's the second person besides 84 who has ever told me that in my lifetime. Now I'm super self-conscious. No, it's good. You can reach things on the top shelf. You can help I'm small so people sad. and children. I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to get Dakota to measure my arm <laughs> span and make sure it's normal. <laughs> Your arms are normal. This is ridiculous. No, you already said it. You no, already said it. No, and are you and uh, Dakota, by the way, on the maybe thinking of buying a house anytime soon? You already have a house? Mm, we're renting a house. Renting? Well, I'm going to suggest moment. over okay. this next year. Okay. I'm working with a guy named Eddie Bader. He's with the Goodson Group. Okay. And uh, he's kind of walking me through it. Like, here's what the prepaids are, like the inspection and appraisal. Here's what's on the market. Okay. He kind of opened my eyes to like, I'm like, I make a modest living, man. He goes, no, <laughs> even with that, like, I don't you just that get, money, your, get your credit right. And which is not difficult. And over the next year, I'm kind of getting the credit right. And I plan on probably the big decision is laying down roots. Okay. And yeah. the guy who's kind of opened my eyes to this is Eddie Bader. Now, you can call him at 322 0662. I did earlier today. It's his personal phone. He picks up and goes, Hey, this is Eddie. 322 That's a huge selling point right there. Right. And he always makes time for his clients. He's the type of real estate agent, too, where if you say, I'm willing to you know, purchase a $200,000 home, mm-hmm. he's not going to immediately go out and go, oh, here are all the homes for two hundred. Here are the ones for two fifty. We can maybe get them down to two hundred. He's going to show you the ones at two hundred. He's also going to show you maybe that dream home, but he's will show you the one fifties, the one tens. That these are ideal homes. These are steals. You can fix them up. He's very wise when it comes to the real estate market. He changed his own life by mm-hmm. investing in real estate and renting out properties. So if you're looking to buy or sell your home, a guy can really show the true character of your home if you're selling, or give you all the inside scoops. If you are buying and maybe a first-time home buyer, give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. Again, that number, 322-0662. Now, I'm getting a text from uh, from 84, who should be joining Good. me tomorrow night for question time. Please tell me what that says. Uh, he says, Christy is killing me. <laughs> 
Yes, she is. You deserve it, good <laughs> sir. You do deserve You deserve it. it. You deserve everything I say about you. <laughs> because he's kind of become a, a part-time player here. He has. Know? I love having Andy for here. He makes my day when he comes in. Like, oh, he said, Elasti Girl. Yes, that's what he calls me from The Incredibles. And he's like, I, I remember him sitting right there next to me. He's like, Kristen, can you can you grab that paper on the top shelf right there, just, just from where you're sitting? The very top, the tippity top. <laughs> Screw you, uh, man. Well, we, it looks like we got a phone call. News talk here on the air. Who's this? Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold. Uh huh. What's up, man? Hey, I've got a question. Um. Well, first off, congratulations on buying a house. Well, I, I will soon be. It hasn't happened yet, but that's my plan. Well, good, good job. All right, second question is, when did you decide you wanted to get into radio? When did, did I decide? Uh, probably about six years ago. Falls into it kind of happened. Dan invited me to jump on air, and, yeah. uh, and I loved it. As soon as I hit the microphone button and realized, oh, this is what we get to do, this show I do at night's pretty free form, but right. being able to cover the news and be able to talk about important topics in a public way, it, it reminded me of being a little kid wanting to sit at the adults' table. What's um, your first, your first show in the morning? Is is it Dan's show or yes. is it before that? Yeah, I do. Dan, sometimes I hang out on News and Views. I've pulled those days, but I do Dan's show, produce and sidekick for him into three. Then I sidekick with Greg on happy hour three to six. Then I jump on here. So you get up in the morning and, and run clips and do all that kind of good stuff? Yeah. Well, actually, I get up early in the morning now and work out. <laughs> and, and read the news and, like, prepare for the... You, there's a lot of background reading and uh, then work with Dan. And he, he works on a lot of clips. He watches a lot. He's a news junkie. So Yeah, I was wondering how he gets all that done. How do you all get all that done before... Before noon. It's a lot of prep work. He, like I said, he's a news junkie, and yeah. I've gotten pretty quick when, with our uh, software here. Yeah. Because it's still a lot of cutting and pasting and clipping and... Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. Well, you did a good job. I really like your... Uh, I really like this, this, this hour show that you do. Well, I really appreciate it, man. It's um, different. You... Uh, talk about music. You talk about, you know, fun things that we normally don't get to hear about all day long when... All we're hearing is political ads and political right. commentary. Well, I wanted so to... I, something happened to me. Um, Clark, if that is your real name. And, uh, <laughs> like, especially after... And I'm not trying to bring the mood down, but it's just the, the story. Especially after my mother died, I kind of did a re-inventory of my life and what I really believed in. And I realized that the political back and forth, as important as it is to our lives, it's not really what I love. I like political theory, the ideals of the nation, but I realized I want to talk about everything else that makes the American society run and go, uh -huh. whether it's religion or what's going on with like sex and dating and relationships, uh, what's going on in the city with uh, people's religion and faith, what's going on in well, pop culture and music and movies, everything. It, I was like, why am I just sticking to politics? Right, well, here's a social question for you. What, is there any more news on what happened to the to the family up at Redland? Redland. I know that they uh, they had like a a vigil or candlelight yeah. thing last night. Did I read somewhere that she was a school teacher? Yes. Yes. Okay, I thought that's what I read on Facebook this 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 afternoon. And I believe that is true mm -hmm. from sources I've heard from. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Very very troubling. Hey, you do a good job. Keep up the good work. Keep working hard, and uh, 
good things will come to you. Appreciate it, man. Really do. Thanks, bud. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's, that was a nice call. That was a very nice that call. That was a great call. It's uh, called an ego inflating. <laughs> well, no, but it, it really isn't um, ego inflating. Or I've tried to make it where I I started the show like doing a lot of phone and interviews, mm-hmm. doing monologues, and then I realized why am I not talking to Christy? Why am I not talking to DeAnt and Brandon and right. all these other people around town I'm meeting? The show is going to be about me. I think I try to anchor it. But why not talk to Baron and then have Greg as a surprise guest and have on Rick Peters? And, sure. And kind of people who live in the community and, exactly. and are you know real people who, who live in the community. I mean, if you're going to make it a free a free-for-all. Well, and it's been... Um, <clears throat> It's been eye-opening, because we didn't know each sure, other as well absolutely. since you hopped on. Absolutely. And so we've actually gotten to have some conversations, the same with everybody down working in jams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to get on Wendell J. I've got to get on Skipper again soon, uh, when we talk about classic albums and music. And it's just been this kind of eye-opening experience. Oh, instead of being in your own head and what you want to <laughs> rant about today, why don't you talk to somebody? Sure. Right kind of talk it, right. Kind of talk through it. You probably get, get a lot of different, um, you know, perceptions on, on different situations. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, and I've, I've told <clears throat> Rick, and I think you already know this, that like, you're good. You're good on air. I mean it. I'm being straightforward. There are oh, people, Joey. There are people I've had on where and I'm not naming names, it's not what I do, <laughs> but I've had people on where it's like pulling teeth. Right. They like one morning answer. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we've all kind of experienced that person. Right. Now I will dock you for that one WWE <laughs> interview you did. <laughs> That was the single worst interview I've ever done in my life. Yeah, just pro tip for anybody going to interview a wrestler: don't start <laughs> don't off. Ask if it's fake. <laughs> it's like don't oh, ask we, if it's fake. It's like oh, it's like. Were you listening to that interview live? No, I wasn't. Oh, you, did you, I, you heard about it? I just mm. you told me about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thank goodness. I'm glad other people were not talking about the fuck. No, but I because I love New Day. New day, and I love like <laughs> Xavier Woods and yeah. All I think that's who we inter- uh, That's what we were talking yeah. about. And I was like, is it not? Is it true that a lot of people think wrestling is fake? Well, and this guy was about to come through the come through the phone well, at me. I think here's why: is because it's scripted, predetermined. Mm-hmm. But if you go, and I've been told, if you go out there and you take what they call a bump on the ring, like you fall off the top rope mm-hmm. onto your back onto the ring, mm-hmm. it, depending on the organization and the company, the brand, it's like getting your clock clean. I'm sure it football. is. I'm sure that does not feel good. It doesn't feel good. Like that, What they're doing is high-level stunts that do not feel good. They take a lot of athleticism. So you can see why somebody, because it's scripted like any other TV, when they go, oh, it's fake, right? Because no, I actually didn't bust open my head. I actually get hurt. Yeah. All for your entertainment. Thank you. Well, and one of the guys um, who's like one of their top guys now, Seth Rollins, he does CrossFit, and I've kind of been watching, like, how do these people work out? Insane. <laughs> like, insane athleticism. Like, even pro football players become professional wrestlers go, I thought I was conditioned. I yeah. was not conditioned. He was not happy that I... And, and I mentioned a very innocent 
Right. Way. I, and I, I think he probably gets that so much. He, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get yeah. yeah, I get that that was annoying. Well, but... I've moved on from it. <laughs> no, it's I'm, I'm <laughs> Thanks, so happy. Joey, for bringing it back up. I'm so happy I brought it up, yeah. <laughs> well, we got a little bit of time left Let's here. Let's go, yeah. Oh, and by the way, the kids in Thailand. Yes. They were saved. The soccer Happy team's alive. Happy story. And Happy so story. was the coach. That's an incredible story. Thank goodness. That could have gone so many different bad ways. It could have. <clears throat> it really could have. But incredible work by people around the Absolutely. world to make it happen. Um, that, was, that was great. But let's go to the phones. Go, go. News talk. Who's this? You're on the air. Hey, this is William. I was just, uh, just calling to tell you, yeah, you are doing a great job. And like I told you a couple of weeks ago, you really need to get some more time on your air, man. I agree, Joey. Yeah, I would love to do a three-hour show and just lengthen out conversations, mm-hmm. be able to do all sorts of stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, I, I love listening to you. Well, thank you, William. You know, even though I don't understand some of the stuff you talk about sometimes because I'm an old fart, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> well, if, if there's something I say, go, what the hell are you talking about, We're Joey? We're here to educate you. Yeah, call me up. Give me hell. I don't mind it. And I'm wrong well, about a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I still say you need to come up to the sandbar and drink beer and tell lies with us, but, you know. You know what? I'm uh, trying to not yeah. be such a hermit. I'll have to do that very soon. <laughs> very soon. I would love to drink beer. Shoot the stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, it, it, anytime, let me know. Thanks, William. Appreciate All right, man. man. See you. And who's this? You're on the air. Hey, this is Bill. Hey, Bill, what's up? I want, I'm not hitting on this lady, but I want to tell you something. There is nothing more beautiful than a woman who is physically fit and has long, slender arms. <laughs> it's very, very elegant. <laughs> so when you see women like that, Turn your way over that direction, my friend. You know what? Okay. I, and no, I I'll agree with you on the physically fit part. I, I don't even think I have long arms. I think it's just, <laughs> Joey. Joey has made me very self-conscious at this point. Yeah, no, Thank you, Joey. I, you're don't worry as... about it, sweetheart. If you're that pretty, <laughs> then, you know, people aren't going to notice it anyway. Oh, but there yes. is nothing more beautiful than a you know, physically fit woman who has long, slender, physique arms who, you know, is in control of herself. Well, thank you for That's that, awesome. Bill. No. So you have a wonderful evening. You too. Take thank care, you so Joey. much. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Well, and actually, Greg keeps making fun of me for watching so much wrestling, saying, when I, when I went to the actual events, like, go forth. I was listening in the car to your homoerotic experience. <laughs> like, dude, have you not seen these women? Uh, oh, they, heck yeah. They are hot. God, you, like, could, you I might, could go to a wrestling event just for the, uh, is it the ring, the ring girls? Is that, is that what they're called? Well, they don't even have ring girls. They don't have ring like girls? Like the professional, they are actual wrestlers I'm not talking women. about? I'm talking about and, UFC. That's yeah, what I'm that's talking UFC. about. Okay, never mind. No, but these women are, like, <laughs> fit and gorgeous. And that's, and There's they're nothing good, wrong too. with the and and I... They're good. I know we only have a few minutes left, but, um, and that, that's one well, thing. Like, when I first started CrossFit... You know, people were like, "You're going to get so bulky. You're going to you're going to look like a man. You're going to oh, get muscles." Stop it. 